Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, thank you for joining us. This is uh, Evan Uitake, your host of the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. This is podcast number five. So um, the bandwagon is officially still open. You guys can hop on now before it gets uh, it gets too full. But I want to thank you for for tuning in. Hopefully, the content that you've been hearing over the last couple of episodes has been uh, beneficial to you. Uh, we're, our goal is to get this out as a weekly content um, opportunity for you guys, and I believe it'll grow beyond that too. So definitely stay tuned. Um, make sure that you're subscribing on iTunes. And then also uh, leave us a review. That really helps us get the word out to a lot of other people uh, in terms of who we are and what we do. I am really excited about all the different content opportunities that we have to bring to you. And hopefully this is something that either, you know, you're listening to in the car or you're listening to as you work out. Uh, hopefully this is something that's bringing you guys some, some really good value. So uh, I want to kind of bring back in uh, Brian Smith. He was uh, with me in the last podcast and we got to talk about a lot of different uh, topics. We kind of bounced around a little bit, and I really enjoyed that format because uh, for me, it's almost like you get the opportunity to be a fly on the wall of some conversations that we have. And I hope that these are things that, if anything, are sparking you or are getting your, your, your mind churning a little bit, trying to kind of think about or have a window into how we think and, and hopefully how some of our speakers uh, think. So I want to go ahead and introduce Brian and uh, also we'll explain a little bit why it's a little bit echoey in here today. But Brian, welcome back and, and thanks for coming and, and joining me again. I appreciate it, Evan. Um, always glad to be with you and I'm excited about today as well. So one of the things that you talked about uh, in, our, in our last podcast was you talked about s- starting fast. Um, and I, th- I think the whole idea behind it was when you're starting a business and when you're starting to do something, there's always that, that struggle period, right? There's that time where you're getting under your feet. You're maybe not you know, even paying yourself. You're just trying to do everything you can. You're putting everything that you have into it. But there's that time where you don't know if it's going to actually work. And what you said really hung with me. And that's why, um, you know, having this ability to have these additional conversations is fantastic. We can dig a little deeper into some of that uh, and then obviously talk about some other things. But um, I want you to dive a little bit more into that concept that you said where you had started about eight months before planning wise before and kind of kind of give everyone an idea of what that planning looks like. And, and where you get that mindset in terms of, you know, how do, how do I launch this to be successful right off the bat instead of, you know, jumping in with both feet and, and hoping that I know how to swim? First of all, Evan, we got to get something straight. My uh, entry was terrible. So we, we've <laughs> got to redo it. What, what I would like to do is this. I would like for you next time, next time, not this time, but next time, let's go with more something like my distinguished 
co-host, the most interesting <laughs> insurance guy in the world. Okay. All right. Ryan. Fair enough. Okay. Got that out of the way. That because we want this to be fun for you guys, and I'm going to get one for Evan too. Don't worry. We're gonna the next time we come um, with something for you guys, it's not just going to be Evan. And we're, we've got to blow it out. He's a branding guy. He's a marketing guy. So we've got to have something fun. But fast start. Every business that starts, unfortunately, if you guys were to sit down and, and study business plans, and a lot of you guys probably have, when someone goes to um, a VC or the bank, you know, the VC being a venture capitalist or even to grandma for a capital raise, what happens is most of the time they're going to ask you for a business plan. And if you were to stick your head in the ground and start looking through these business plans, you guys will realize, and you've probably got some friends too, that everybody thinks that the startup is just all smell good roses, and it's just not. So many businesses that start and fail, those guys we talked about in the last meeting, that three to five year failure rate, they happen because they think, oh, I've got this idea, it looks good, it smells good, everyone's going to want it as much as I do. Hey, bank, I need a million dollars. I need to start up because everyone's going to want this thing. And it just doesn't work that way. And so what has to happen when you start planning on a fast start is the fast start is already is assumed you have a business plan that's going to work. You have a revenue plan. You have a return on investment plan. You have the capital. You possibly have a location and inventory. You obviously had a product before all of that, and you studied the product. So it's, it's a lot more difficult than people think to get that fast start, Evan. And so what we're going to do today is talk just a little bit. We're going to give you guys just a little bit of what a fast start would look like. Evan kind of alluded to we're, we're live today from our new location that opens December 1st. And what do you think about the place, Evan? Well, first of all, it, it looks amazing. It's in the uh, Pearl, District, Pearl if District, I'm if I'm right. So it's in a little bit more historical part of Tulsa. And so I love that, and that's why it's a little bit echoey. It's still under construction, but I, I actually love how you've incorporated kind of the, the rustic modern, I guess would be industrial modern kind of, kind of look here. And uh, there's actually a beautiful Coca-Cola mural on your wall that I believe is original. It's about 80 years old. 80 years old, so, and it looks, it looks like something um, that maybe what is a little bit more recent than that like it's aged yeah. very well in the building so yeah, i don't know how they great. did it i mean you guys have got to come see it december one get down here uh this building is awesome in the pearl district we're, we're right outside downtown i was just telling evan we got out of the car a while ago and you look back what is west down uh 11th and and you just see the whole skyline of tulsa so it's amazing Let, let's get into fast start though when you when you have a business and we fast forwarded through all the, the systems and processes of getting a business going, you're sitting here and now you're writing the plan of production or your revenue plan and you're trying to prove to yourself and everyone else involved now that you can pay for this thing, that you can live, you can make money on it and support your family as well as pay back any debt you might have. The fast start is so important because it's the plan that says in month one on day one, here's how we're going to generate business. And so many people struggle with this part because this part definitely doesn't smell like roses. It's a, this is not the meeting you had with your buddies or your wife or your husband or your spouses or partners somewhere and said, this product is going to be amazing. This bracelet, this thing, we're going to sell a million of them. That's not this conversation. This conversation is when you sit down and said, oh my goodness, here's my rent, here's my cost, here's my payback, 
oh yeah, and am I gonna have any money to pay bills on? This is how many of these things we need to sell. And Evan, that's a difficult thing to do. Well, it, while you were kind of talking about that, this kind of goes back to uh, some of the other things that we, we talked about before. We talked about being uncomfortable, and I would say that this is definitely the uncomfortable part that we're describing. And I think when I listen to other entrepreneurs or I listen to other people that are out, uh, that have put themselves out in the business world, uh, they say that the, the number one reason that people don't launch or they don't do things is fear. It's the fear of the unknown or it's the fear of uh, maybe not having a good understanding of what they're doing or the fear, fear of uh, failure, obviously, is, is that part of it too. And so I think what happens is you get people that are real close, right? They have this idea, they have this thing that they want to do and they start taking those steps and it starts getting uncomfortable. It starts getting to the point where you realize what have I gotten myself into? Do I really want to stake all of my savings or potentially investments or, or whatever it may be on this thing? And I think that's when the, when the people start getting uncomfortable, uh, that's the challenge that they run into is, all right, you're really starting to be tested. Is this what you want to do? And if you don't, if you haven't done that, that planning part or you haven't done that, that part, the uncomfortable part, the minutia, if you will, this is almost the most important stuff in my mind that you need to do. This is what kind of reality looks like. Sometimes when I, when I really break it down, you always see the success of the business, but you don't see the struggle. And I feel like what you're talking about right now is, is that, that intro to a little bit of the struggle, not necessarily in the sense of like that it's you know costing you a lot, but it's the struggle of you're saying no to so many other things that you could be doing. You're saying no to comfortability that you're starting to say yes to the uncomfortable part that is going to take you hopefully to that next level. But you're, you're ultimately being introduced to this part of your life or this season of your life of potentially a lot of challenge and a lot of work. Sacrifice is going to be a big part of this time, Evan. We um, offline, you and I discussed, we... We started the process for this location about eight months ago, and you'd be just shocked maybe at, if you were to look at the list of what to do, what to do, what's next, what next, everything from, you know, the simple things like getting internet and phone installed to having a build out done to what's that going to cost to getting a lease done, you know, and in most cases a new business owner isn't going to own their location right away. So you're renting from somebody, you've got a lease set up, you've got a three or a five or seven year lease. And then what, what are the terms after it? You know, we can go on and on and on. And what has to happen is if you're not consulting with people, if you don't have the right people around you, it's going to be really hard even to get through that part. And then you've got to sit down for that meeting that we're talking about right now. And someone says, how are you going to live? How are you going to pay this back? And how are you going to have the money? And we'll go all the way back to fast start. I want to share a thought with you, and I want to get your opinion. I'd also love to hear the opinion of the listeners when we talk about this particular concept. And I want to tie it back, if you guys don't mind, to sports. We're not always going to go sports. Don't worry about that. We're going to go different directions all the time. But this one is kind of a sports analogy. And if you guys are familiar with wrestling or prize fighting, be it the old, you know, boxing ring, which has been around forever. And then maybe something a little more uh, modern would be like mixed martial arts or MMA. I'm sure you guys are familiar with at least one of those. 
with one of those sports, there's a weight class. And so what happens is when you're going to accept a fight, you're going to sign a contract, whether you're going to wrestle someone, whether you're going to box them or be uh, engaged in a mixed martial arts contest, you're going to have to weigh in. And what happens is generally this weigh-in takes place 24 hours before the contest. And so if you guys remember in high school, the wrestlers on, you know, on, on wrestling weekend or wrestling day, they're always wearing, you know, at my high school, they'd wear coats in the middle of the summer or trash bags, and they're, they're weight-cutting, of course. Well, so what happens is you're trying to lose weight. A lot of these, a lot of these uh, people are, are going to contest a um, at a weight that maybe they're not naturally at you know like if you're going to contest at 205 generally you weigh 220 to 225 most of the time so you're spending a couple of weeks hopefully conducting a very healthy weight cut where you have a nutritionist involved but I say all that to say this you know when you're when you're weighing in those are going to be the challenges and you've got to be at a certain weight class but I was hearing from a guy the other day and he was a wrestler and we're talking about one of the best wrestlers um, that's ever had contests and he said this and it kind of blew me away because he was totally talking about the contest itself but he said this the best are always the best no matter what the weight class and so as we unpack that think about that the best are always the best no matter what the weight class what he was saying is when he would walk into the wrestling room the 155 guy that was the ultimate, the most elite athlete they had, he was still the best when he was wrestling a 185 pounder. Um, what what he was trying, the point he was trying to get across is the best are always going to put the work in, and a couple of pounds aren't going to tilt the scales in any different direction. And if you guys follow fighting at all for years, leverage, ability, and technique have beat weight almost 100% of the time in tons and tons of, excuse me, actual contests. So let's, you know, Evan, you and I, let's unpack this. We want to hear from people. When you start talking about the best are always the best, you sit in a room with a bunch of people, no matter what the, the pushback is, no matter what the challenges and the speed bumps, the best are going to figure it out, aren't they? Well, one of the things that I was writing down as you were you were kind of unpacking that quote was you have to have a champion's mentality you have to have a champion's mindset and I think I think that's kind of what you're getting at you're, you're talking not necessarily about the the weight being the thing that helps you win the weight is is is, is a, something that you have those are your resources right but in terms of being a winner and putting in the work, that's all going to come down to that mentality. That's going to come down to that thought process. You have to choose to train, right? You have to choose to be successful. Uh, you have to choose to make those sacrifices to, you know, uh, say no to like maybe skipping a workout or, or whatever it may be. But I think what I was getting from that when you were saying that was that it's not about the weight, right? It's about who you are as a person and what your mentality is, because that's ultimately what's going to dictate whether or not you're going to win that. I think when it comes to fighters, yes, there is raw talent, right? There is work uh, ethic and desire, but ultimately when it comes down to it, uh, someone with a champion, a champion's mentality, those are going to be the people that are willing to make those sacrifices, do whatever it takes, never say quit, never give up and push themselves beyond what they even think is possible 
or even have a mentality that anything is, is, is ultimately possible and that there's no reason that anybody else would train harder, work harder, or do what it takes to get to that level. And so when you're kind of asking me about you know, unpacking this, I'm, I'm looking at that maybe from a different perspective than you are. I'm looking at it of the perspective of everything that we do, whether it be a, a wrestler, a boxer, a UFC fighter, a business person, whatever, it's all going to come down to your mindset. Well, that champion mindset, Evan, is, you know, as I'm thinking about that, is, is, is the champion not willing to do more than everyone else? Is the champion not willing to put in that extra work? The, the champion's going to be willing to get prepared. You know, champions don't become champions just because they wake up. You know, even the most naturally talented athletes, the most um, naturally uh, it's ability given type people, think about it in the business world, where you just look at that one person and you're like, oh my goodness, that person is just so good at this. It would be very naive to think that that person just wakes up every morning and has it all figured out. Most of the champions I know in sports or in business get up before everyone else. They stay up longer than everyone else. They, they get into the books. They get into materials. They, they go in, and engage in uh, practices that will increase their business, increase their ability to run a business. And then think about the YBT. In the YBT, we're talking about families. We're talking about marriages. We're talking about relationships and kids and being good stewards of our money. So we're going even a totally different place than maybe just what the world, maybe a business podcast would talk about. You know, in a business podcast, they're going to talk about the money, the results, and the sacrifices. But in the YBT podcast, we're, we're trying to train ourselves to be all of those things, plus a few extras, the, the things that we think are more eternal. And when I think about champions, so you're getting up at five in the morning, you're reading the things other people don't. You're preparing the, the way other people don't. You're staying up later because maybe from 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock is family time or, or date night. Or, if you, you know, if you don't have kids, it's just about building other relationships. If you're a single person, it could be about building that personal relationship with uh, as it kind of goes along with your faith. And so being a champion from our stance, Evan, is a, it sounds like a full-time job. It is a full-time job, and it, some of the things you were describing I was kind of uh, laughing a little bit about because if you listen to the podcast that we did with Sean Copeland, one of the first questions that I asked him was, I want you to tell me a little bit about your schedule. And if you guys haven't listened to that, that was podcast number two, I believe. If you can tune into that uh, and listen to what he has to say, he talks about – I asked him a very small question. It would just give me a little, little window into your daily schedule, and he went – if that was a little window in, then I'm, I'm not sure that I could mentally process what a big window in or a full view of his schedule is because I mean, he talked about he doesn't sleep very much. He's getting up at 5 in the morning. That's when he's working out. That's when he's spending time with God. Then he's going to work, and his whole work day is, is scheduled out. He has certain days of the week that he does certain things, but essentially he is a complete um, scheduler in the sense that he follows that to a T and that allows him to do a lot of the things that he needs to do. And 
you talk about family. I think you said, you know, at a certain time in the evening you spend with your family. He's already got it penciled in. It's, it's basically, he said from when he gets home from, I think it was like 5 to about 7.30, his cell phone goes off. And that, that is him putting his priorities on his family during that time. The funny thing was my wife listened to the podcast and I got a big old elbow like right in the ribs whenever, uh, whenever he said that. He, she was just like, huh, that'd be nice if somebody I knew did that. And so I got, I got my feet held to the fire a little bit on that one. But um, I, I get why he does it. I, I, I understand it. And I, I think what, what my goal with that was or what I hope that the key takeaway is, is that you have to be intentional about everything that you do. I think there's a lot of times that we kind of float through life. We, you know, we come to work, we, we check in, we, we do our thing, we wait until five o'clock, then we head out. I think that's kind of the, the, the regular mentality, right? But I don't think that that's a champion's mentality. I think a champion's mentality is you go in and you recognize that I only have a certain amount of time to be awesome and amazing. And I want to make sure that I'm laser focused on that so much so that I'm going to limit the amount of interruptions that I have. I'm going to limit the amount of distractions that potentially can jump in these things. But I also want to make sure that I take time and make priorities for the things that I believe are important. And I think that Sean is a great example of that. Uh, I know that I'm working towards that, um, but I don't know that I'm, I've officially achieved that. But even just talking about it, I think, makes you more aware. And hopefully listening to this, too, is going to make you more aware of how important it is to be intentional with your time and what you're doing so that you do have that champion's mentality where you say, I want to be like that person. I want to, I want to achieve this certain level. This is a little bit of a, a behind-the-scenes look at essentially what it takes to do that. Man, Evan, there, there's just so much there. Being, being pretty close friends with Sean, I, I can attest to scheduling. And I, and I assure you guys, Sean's not a robot. But we, when, when you're a champion in business, you've got to prioritize your time. If you don't, someone else will. You've got to have the structure. You know, in my own life, I carry a similar schedule as what Sean would carry. And, and we deviate just a little bit, but it's funny, you know, your wife nudged you. Uh, you know, my, my wife would probably nudge me too if she heard that. It's so hard to stay on task. And, you know, there's ways to get a hold of Sean or me or anyone else during those times. But what the basis and the premise is, is, is you're telling yourself, you know, when Sean spoke on our podcast and told you what his schedule was, he wasn't even really telling us or telling you guys. He was telling himself. He was re, reconfirming what his priorities were. It's almost like that phrase you hear all the time, preaching to the choir. Anytime a business champion is speaking out about their structure, their priorities, generally, it's no offense, but generally they're just reminding themselves. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but as somebody who's really busy and very driven, I sometimes just need to talk out loud, you know, and it sounds crazy, but I'm reminding myself of things I need to do. I'm reminding myself of my commitments. I think about a, a quote I heard one time, and, and it starts as in business, but I'm going to change it. In business, the competition will bite you if you keep running. If you stand still, they will swallow you. So that, that quote right there, guys, drives me because in my own life, here's what I do. In business is how that starts. The competition will bite you. So then I, I say, okay, I get that. I get that. Conceptually, as a business guy, I can fight that fight every single day, and I'm pretty good at it. But here's where I struggle, 
And here's where you might struggle, Evan, and other members of our YBT family might struggle is change that to in family. In family, the competition will bite you if you keep running. If you stand still, they will swallow you. It could be in family, in relationships, in the personal part of your life. You've got to think about on this on this podcast, we're trying to bring you guys some real stuff. We want you to think about real real intentional things that can happen in life. We've got to stay focused. So what Sean is doing, what what I would be doing or Evan's trying to do or any business champion you know is trying to do is we're trying to take what's ours. What's mine is my business and my life and my soul. What's mine is my spouse and my kids and the future that we have. And to do that, I've got to get up at X time. I need to read X. I need to spend this time doing whatever that is. I need to spend some time with my with my friends and people I need to build relationship with to, to let that iron sharpen iron. I need to spend that time with my family, my spouse. Um, you, you get what I'm saying here? You get where I'm going? This is a, it's about a structure. No, absolutely. I, I love that you're kind of hitting on a lot of things that have kind of been more on the forefront of my mind. We already said this is a young businessman at Tulsa, even though I'm 35 and, uh, I think these are things that I didn't think about when I was 25. I would say even like, you know, graduating from college or, or, or getting out of high school, all these things that we're talking about were not things that were, we were thinking about. I think what I was thinking about, if I can remember back that far, is I was thinking as long as I go and I get my foot in the door and I work my butt off, everything else is going to fall in line, right? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you kind of went in the, with, there with the same mentality. And so what I didn't know when I looked at those people, you know, I'm in my 20s then, I'm looking at the people that I deemed to be successful. My mentality was those people just worked really hard as long as they could and that's how they got success. And to some degree, there's some truth to that. But now in my 30s, and I'm sure that I'm going to sound really old saying, uh, you know, in my 30s and my 20s, but... In my 30s, I look at success completely differently, and I think that you do too. I think that we look at success now as not necessarily how big is your bank account or uh, what what kind of legacy. I guess I, I, legacy is not it yet, but uh, bank account, houses, uh, you know, are my kids in private school? What kind of car am I driving? What kind of toys have I accumulated? That's not necessarily what I view as success. What I view as success now is influence, right? I think it's influence, I think it's, it's knowledge, and it's the things that necessarily, I didn't necessarily learn in school, it's the things that I had to put into myself. It's the uh, trials that I went through but overcame. It's those situations that I was in at where all the odds looked like they were stacked against me, and I was able to persevere through those, dig my heels in and actually not just survive it, but come out of it better than I did before. That's what I look at success now, and I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on that. Well, Evan, first of all, you got to give yourself a break, man. When, when we were 24 and 25 years old, minus the few exceptions to the rule, we weren't getting the coaching and the things that we're talking about right now. We've got life experience now. When you were 25 years old, wouldn't it be awesome if there were coaches out there just looking to take take a, a young person right out of you know high school or college and start to mentor them so many of us I, didn't I think get you're, that. i think you're forgetting i knew everything at age 25 oh, yeah. 
I was I was a know-it-all. So I don't even know that I was open to yeah. if somebody was willing to talk to me. And that, that would take an overwhelming amount of patience from the mentor, knowing that eventually they could break through to you to build that relationship. But, you know, sometimes some of the stuff we're talking about, we just learn by experience. You know, we've we hit on Sean just a little bit the other day or or on your your calendar or my calendar. Sean's calendar or mine didn't just evolve last week. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't walk the, the straight and narrow line that I walk today with my time. I was loosey-goosey as can be and, and because of sheer determination was able to get some things taken care of, some production done. But I look back and think, how much time did I waste outside of my business though, growing as a, as a man, as a, a follower of Christ, as a, a friend to people I know, to a partner on a board. I mean, I just, if I would have structured time then like I do now, just think of where I could be. At the very same time, if I'd been doing so well this whole time, who, who knows what my mindset would be. I, maybe I didn't learn some of the lessons I've learned and maybe I wouldn't have the passion to share with other people about how not to make some of the similar mistakes I made. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think we're kind of in agreement that maybe we, we didn't know better and we might not have known better, but what I'm hoping to accomplish with this and what the young businessman at Tulsa is trying to accomplish is we, we want to get this mindset to you a little bit earlier. And it could be just you know, having people like us that have kind of gone through a little bit of it and connecting the dots. And so if I were to speak to myself 10 years ago, or if I was to speak to somebody today that's in the position that I was then, I think that this venue, that this podcast is really that opportunity for us to, to start that conversation, plant those seeds a little bit, to start shifting that mentality. Um, I'm going to bring up a quote that actually was the inspiration for this podcast, and then, then we'll probably need to start kind of winding it down. But I listened to this quote, and I want to say it was about uh, eight months ago, and when I, maybe, even, maybe even longer ago. But when I heard this, it, almost, it, it basically flipped a switch in my mind. It, it made me realize that I was approaching everything uh, differently. I knew the concepts, I knew the ideas behind it, but it didn't resonate with me at the time. And so I want to read the, the quote to you right now, and I'm, I, I don't have the person that said it, but uh, this kind of ultimately ties into kind of shifting that mentality and starting to think a little bit differently. Uh, it says, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become behavior. Watch your habits, or watch your behavior, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become your values. Watch your values, they become your character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And I think it all comes back down to the sooner that we can start changing our thought process and changing the way that we think, changing the way that we view things, the sooner that we'll realize that that has long-term effects five years, 10 years, 15 years down the line. And so, you know, having Brian here and having the different speakers that we have that come to speak to our group and speak to you guys on the podcast, the whole purpose of that, the whole reason that we're here talking about the things that we talk about, and even though we kind of bounce around a little bit, is we want to help you shift that mindset to where you start thinking differently. You start thinking beyond where you are today and realizing the bigger picture, the bigger opportunity that you have 
so that later on when you are in these positions, you don't feel underqualified. And it goes right back to that fast start that we originally started talking about. If we've done our work, if we've trained our minds, if we've put in that, that time and that effort to ultimately get to the place that we want to be, we'll be in that much uh, further, we'll be that much further ahead than we, we would have been if we started from scratch. I think I've said in, in some of these before, standing on the shoulders of giants, we have a huge opportunity ahead of us. And there's so much wealth of knowledge and information from mentors and from business people right now. And I hope that we can, we can dive into that further and, and really help people uh, take not just small steps, but large steps and accelerate that process so they can be successful when they start. All good points, Evan. Every, everything in our life comes with result and some people would say repercussions. And so we've got to be very, um, we've got to be very intentional and Hey, we, we definitely want people subscribing and we've got to tell them how to do it. We need you guys subscribing. We need you guys getting on Facebook and commenting on the YBT page. We need you sending in messages to us either by direct message or to an email that Evan's going to give you, but you've got to Let's get, let's get people subscribing. Let's share it. This content is free. This content is valuable. And I, I, before Evan shares the social media links with you and shares the ability to get involved and take part in this, is a very good friend of the podcast or of the YBT, Jim Stovall, would always have me share this with you guys and, and keep it in mind because we always want to leave on this kind of just this champion note. We're talking about a champion's mindset. You only need three things in this life to be happy. Something to do, someone to love, and something to look forward to. Awesome, Brian. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for hopping on this with me. And you know, I'm looking forward to many more conversations like this to where we can just continue to kind of pick each other's brains, but also, uh, you know, kind of get um, this message out or, or these ideas out to young businessmen and, and young businesswomen all across the country. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for um, joining in, in this with me. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put this in the, the notes in the description of the podcast, but you can check us out for uh, YBT on Twitter at YBT Tulsa OK, or the at sign YBT Tulsa OK. Uh, you can also visit the website YBTOK.com, YBTOK.com, as well as um, the email address is YBT uh, Oklahoma at gmail.com. So multiple ways to get a hold of us. Uh, Brian's call Smith.com is your website. Callbriansmith.com. And also Trost Marketing, T-R-O-S-T marketing.com. Spelled like Frost but with a T. So thank you for joining in and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the young businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.